This is the EWN Podcast Network. Hi, I'm Tara from Plus Fitness with Tara. I'm a curvy, fun, body positive coach and personal trainer. I love business and fitness. Do you have the tools you need to be a rock star in fitness, a healthy love of yourself, and help from me? And sifting through health news will do that. I've got fitness topics and guests. Rock stars aren't born, they're bred in experience and fire. Let's do this together. Okay, welcome to Plus Fitness with Tara. This is Tara talking with Michelle File today, and she's going to have some great topics to talk to us about. I've known Michelle for a few years, followed her on social media. You can find her on Instagram and her website, and we'll have that information for you soon um, and repeat it throughout so you know where to find her. And uh, yeah, I've just admired her from afar and got to meet her a couple years ago and just, uh, you know, love what she does. And I've been a client of hers and also been, you know, just great um, supporter of what she does. So uh, Michelle Fowler is a health, wellness, and business mentor and podcast host who helps women create massive changes in their life to elevate them physically, mentally, spiritually, and financially. She can speak on topics such as intermittent fasting, mindset shifts, network marketing, and grief. She has a plethora of expertise and speaks about it in a way that just makes sense. So for eWomen Network out there looking for speakers and looking for other podcast interviewees, please feel free to reach out to Michelle and let her know. So uh, Michelle, uh, why don't you add to that or start off with what you want to talk about first? Well, first, I want to say thank you. This is so exciting, Tara, to be I don't know, the two of us on a podcast a few years ago, Tara and I met on the first retreat I ever went on. So I remember being so nervous. I didn't know anyone. I just really truthfully had no idea what I was getting myself into. And I walked in that room and Tara was there and she was just so lovely. Of course, I'm sure all of your listeners know that. And then of course we've gone on to work together and just, you know, chat back and forth. And it's just really, it's just such an honor to be asked to be on your show. I I just really, I needed to express that first. I'm just so proud of everything that you've accomplished. You're, you're just so determined in everything that you do. And so this is just an honor to be honest. Um, my bio sounded so fancy. (laughs) (laughs) Who even wrote that stuff? Um, but yes, truthfully that my passion is just helping women elevate. And I think it's my passion because I've really had to work on that for myself a lot. I'm 47 years old and I spent a lot of my life not feeling my best. You know, if I just go back through the years, it really all boils down to, I just wasn't feeling my best. I wasn't feeling my healthiest. I wasn't feeling as confident as I should have been. And I know that it held me back from doing some pretty awesome things I could have done. However, I'm so grateful for the experiences because now I can, I helped myself and now I can share that knowledge with other women. So we are all kind of collectively coming together, empowered and, and healthy and feeling really good. Yeah. I appreciate that a lot because I think what's great about, what's great about working with women. Um, most of my clients are women. I have a couple of male and they actually referred to me by women who worked with me. Um, and it's, and it's kind of interesting because they seem to, at a, I don't know, I hate the word. I almost said it uh, at a certain age, but when we, when we tend to hit past 35, 
I almost found personally for myself, I started to go into deep exploration, you know, internally, you know, and hit the forties and everyone around me is doing the same thing, you know, all my friends. And then yeah. the friends that I have that are in higher age groups or lower age groups are watching this and they're just like, wow, is this what we're in for? And I'm like, man, start now. Like, you know what I mean? Start reflecting, start journaling, start checking things out, seeing what drives you, seeing what goes. I said, because if you wait till you're in your forties with the way the world is changing so much, I go, it might be too late. Do you know what I mean? Like if you want change now you know it's a great way to grow it's just to do the internal work but it's a great way to have you michelle file someone who works with women so much as a guide and someone who elevates you know what i mean puts the hand out and pulls them up you know what i mean we really we 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 see a lot of people talk about women helping women but not actually people doing it and your programs are definitely ones that that see results and help women elevate each other yeah, yeah. so great yeah. i mean I think it's just so important. I love what you just said. Cause I felt the same way around mine was like 38. It's almost like I woke up and I'm like, wait a second, like, wait a second. Is this how I am supposed to feel like things were not feeling right. There had been some really hard times in my life. And I think often that's what propels us to dig deeper, right? We have tragedy, we have drama, we have something that comes up in our lives. A lot of time it's health. A lot of times it it's health for a person that you're, is special to you. And it just kind of triggers something that makes you realize this is a short time and I need to make the absolute best of it. And I, I agree with you, the earlier you can start. And, and I think as a whole, a lot of people are starting earlier because we're making the change. I mean, I even see my 11 year old journaling now, and that's because she sees me journaling. So she's just so much farther ahead. I, I say to her every day, like, how did you get to be so smart? Uh -huh. Like I never Anything like that, or I wouldn't think like that. And which I think is beautiful because we're really helping the younger generation move into this more spiritual path, or instead of looking outside for answers, looking inside for answers. That's what I was missing until my forties. I, I never even considered looking inside for answers. I was always looking for like the quick fix or what everyone else was doing. And now my first line of defense when things feel off is to go in, not out. Right. Yeah. And so we've talked about it a little bit, but, um, and it's because we have a little bit of history together. People may not know what events led up to you leading into that kind of revelation. If you want to, you know, <laughs> do a summary or just explain a little bit more, that'd be great. It would kind of flesh it out a bit. And then maybe also talk, lead us into how, the health journey started. Do you know what I mean? So we can, yeah. we can talk about intermittent fasting and get into kind of all kinds Absolutely. of stuff, right? Absolutely. So when I was in my late teens, I was actually diagnosed with PCOS, which is polycystic ovarian syndrome. And I also have a prolactinoma, which is a, a, a little tiny tumor on my pituitary gland. So I really was in the mindset of just trusting specialists. So specialists told me, take this medicine, you're probably always going to be really overweight. You most likely won't have any kids. Bye. <laughs> and I was like, okay. And really for many, many years, I just was in that mindset. This is the way it's going to be. I'm probably always going to be really heavy. I'm not going to be able to get weight off. And then eventually I was like, 
wait a minute, like, wait a minute. Uh, This is crazy. I don't have to feel like this. So I started very slowly a weight loss journey on my own. I, I started just researching. I'm naturally like a researcher. I read, I listen to podcasts. I just like love getting all the information. So I started very slowly getting, you know, five pounds came off, 10 pounds came off. And I mean, like in a whole year. So it was a very slow transformation. I did lose 80 pounds and I lost them by using these at-home workout programs and at-home nutrition programs. And I just fell in love with them, but no one really knew that's what I was doing. I was kind of doing it on my own and it was such a slow progression. It was never like this huge weight loss. So in time, you know, over a course of probably eight to 10 years, this was going on and my love and passion for health and fitness and wellness just kept growing and growing and growing. In that time frame, my dad was diagnosed with lung cancer, stage four lung cancer, very short time to live. And that was my rock bottom sort of moment there. It's when I realized, okay, uh, you know, I've started this journey. I need to like dig even deeper. Like I know that there's things that I'm not doing. I could be healthier. We were in the middle of an adoption that was failing. Like there was just like a lot going on. And that's when I found the business that I'm in now. And I just kind of really tapped into helping other women use the programs that I had been using to help them. And I really just got obsessed with helping other women with that stuff. And truthfully, it was the ultimate accountability for me. Like there was no way I was going to get off my game because I had a handful of women that I was helping. And that was eight years ago, eight years ago, I started that and really my health and wellness and fitness has just escalated ever since I've continued to research. I've continued to try to find, I've, I've switched from needing to lose weight to, I want to be here a really long time. I don't want to be my dad. I don't want to be 65 and dying of lung cancer. I want to do everything I possibly can do to be here and be really healthy for as long as I can. And that's actually how intermittent fasting came into my life. To be honest, Tara, I was really um, excited about what intermittent fasting can do from a longevity perspective, from a a health perspective. It wasn't about Oh, it sounds like fasting is going to help me lose the last five pounds. I mean, I think a lot of women go into intermittent fasting because of that, but sometimes, in fact, most of the time they're disappointed because it's actually, that doesn't happen often. Um, It's really one of those things that is really just internal, like really helping some root causes inside and weight loss can be a byproduct of that if you're making healthy choices and, you know, choosing healthy foods and still doing those workouts every day. So that's really what led me to intermittent fasting is having that passion for health, like, you know, passion for being here a long time and feeling good. Like, I don't want to be here at 90 and not feeling good. I want to be here at 90 feeling amazing. So that's really where I got there, how I got there. It's well, I can totally relate because my dad at 62 died of a heart attack suddenly. 
and without a lot of warning, although he was on blood pressure medication for 10 years for that beforehand. And then when I had my own heart attack in 2019 and survived it because I had made all the healthy choices, I had left the fitness club. Do you know what I mean? Like I had taken stress out of my life. I had tackled it, survived it, you know, did it while doing a 5k walk, like an actual official race. And it was kind of one of those things where I just knew that I was on the right path, not only because I survived it, but because I'm going to live longer than my dad did at 62. You know, that is just, and, and, and then no question, every time somebody says they want to live well into their nineties, all I can think about is the 88 year old, I'll have to send you the photo, women bodybuilder. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And she's, I love she's her. ripped and she's, and everyone just follows her. And I'm like, I'm like, I love you. Do you know what I mean? Because like, she's showing it that women can kill it at any age. She exactly. compressed more than any guy sometimes. And I'm just like, dang, yeah. I'm like, that is perfect. You know? Yeah. And I'm just like, I do not intend to go quietly into the night. Do you know what I mean? I'm going to be kicking butt. Do you mean until I actually I finally pass, you know? So, yeah. and, and then hopefully that's at 104, like my grandmother. So, you know, oh, <laughs> yeah. amazing. I know. amazing? Yeah. yeah. I just will not subscribe to I'm, I'm old anyways. Like, why would I change now? Like, who cares? Like I'm in my fifties. What's the point? Like, I just will not subscribe to that there. I want in my eighties to still be on a podcast saying, Oh my God, this is what I learned last week. You guys, this is so cool. Like, maybe we should try this. Like, I just really always want to be that person because there's things changing. They are learning things every single day that, I mean, some of it is pretty scary what we're learning and some of it is so empowering because we have the option to make the change. And, you know, intermittent fasting was one of those things for me, right? We, we grew up like, do not, not eat breakfast. And then I got into the the diet fitness world where we're eating like six mini meals a day. And, you know, I thought I I never left the house without my purse full of food because I thought I needed to be continuously eating. What I found when I started researching, if I had learned about safely intermittent fasting, a lot of the things that I dealt with and struggled with in my teens and my twenties, I wouldn't have struggled with. One of the biggest problems I was doing was eating so much, (laughs) eating so often. I was continuously raising my blood glucose and like I could go dive deep into this, but uh, it's just crazy what you, you can learn. And I mean, instead of being mad about it, I'm like, nope. Okay. I know it now so I can make the changes now and I can be the voice for other people. Yes. Share your story and let people know about the experience. Because I know that, for example, I just did, um, projects I'm doing my master's in kinesiology and one of the things we're doing is like sports nutrition right now which is really great it's mostly talked about stuff related to athletes and I'm laughing the whole time because I'm like everybody's an athlete and people in my class are like no no not and I'm like I'm totally am you know what I mean and we're just but it's a friendly clashing like it's you know they're changing their opinion as they talk to me but what's hilarious is like the study I just read on the weekend while I was doing work on this, this project was talking about the different scientific validity of different nutrition programs, ranging from keto, intermittent fasting, to six meals a day, to macro and micro tracking, to all kinds of stuff, everything that we've got out there, the whole nutrition buffet was listed. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. With maybe the exception of anorexia. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. because that's what I feel like sometimes this can lead into for some people. They lead into an eating disorder if they don't, you know, 
consciously check or have a buddy that says like, Hey, maybe you should just eat what you want and just relax. And, and then also, I mean, I'm not saying, and then, and then get some help, do you know what I mean? To some support, you know, because some for some people tracking can turn into the eating disorder. And I've seen that happen in a couple of clients where they've struggled and, and felt shame and guilt on top of like tracking calories. So it turns into kind of a wild, wild ride. But one of the things that I loved about the study was that it was talking about the scientific validity and it was saying, and it was from 2019. And it was saying three years ago, we didn't have any studies. So everyone thought that these things were just fads and would die out. Do you know what I mean? And now we're finding that different athletes, it's such a complex situation that an athlete needs to sit down and like, we need to talk about food history, family history, like mental mindset regarding food, like when you eat normally and why skipping breakfast is not a cool thing to do, you know, unless you exactly. are already built that way and have come with that way. And then they do blood tests on them. Do you know what I mean? Just to make sure, because like they've realized that if they just say to their athletes, you know, here's the meal plan, follow it. It's not going to do anyone any good because not everybody is the same. We all have a different biochemistry. We all have a different way of dealing with food, processing food. And the person needs to sit down and find out what works for them. And that these different types of nutrition buffet examples, like keto, like intermittent fasting, like, you know, even the 2B mindset and the, and the portion fix and stuff, are for different people, even Weight Watchers, you know, so you have to find what works for you. And unfortunately, right now, when you're not connected to a scientific journal library, like I am at school, you have to discover things on your own and try different things to see what works with you. Do you know what I mean? And be ready for the disappointment, what does not work, you know, and understand that this is a complex process and you need to keep going, you know? So yeah, totally. I mean, one of my favorite sayings is nothing is one size fits all. Like Correct. that is the dumbest thing in the world. Like yeah. why? And, and I mean, I subscribed to this for years that I could go on Pinterest and find a meal plan and just use it. Or I could do, and I mean, I'm going to even talk about programs from my company that I could just do portion fix and give it to everybody. And it was going to work. And that's ridiculous. That is yeah. absolutely ridiculous because we are all different. We are all bio individual. Like we all have all the things you were saying. And what I loved about what you just said is you can do it on your own. You can figure it out. But let me tell you at 47, it's been a like, oh my gosh, people, you can, you can have help and it can be a lot faster because yeah. you know, people like us have actually dug into it and we can help people figure it out faster. And the first thing that they need is the mindset. Like mindset is so key to a lot of this stuff that if you are thinking a certain way, you're probably not going to get those results that you want. Like there's just so much more to it than making sure you eat broccoli and chicken, like, and work out, right. Like there's just so much more to it from a scientific perspective, but also from a spirituality perspective, from a sleep perspective, all of it really, it's really, it encompasses it all. And that makes it sound confusing, but at the end of the day, it's actually so simple. I mean, my daughter and I were at the grocery store last week. We were, and at a beautiful grocery store, like a health food sort, like a healthier grocery store. And of course we did the veggies, we did the outside perimeter, and then we dug into the middle. Cause I'm not going to lie. That's my favorite spot. Like I love, I love food. You guys, I love chips. I love crackers. I love, so I'm always trying to find good stuff like that. 
So we start, but, and our rule is we always look at the ingredients before we say yes to anything. And I mean, we left that store with nothing because everything had sunflower oil, canola oils. Like my daughter was like, do we want something that has ends with acid? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, probably not. So to take it baseline, let's go back to like, would your great grandma eat this? Would your great grandma have been doing this? Like, it's kind of like asking yourself simple questions like that. I know for me, it's learning to get back into the kitchen. I was the first person to try and get the easiest way out. Like if it said on the cover, uh, gluten-free plant-based or, uh, uh, you know, they make all these promises on the front of your package. I was the first one to go okay, that's perfect. That'll be five minutes instead of me trying to make something myself. And what I've learned really in the last little bit of time is there's not a lot out there that makes me feel really good about giving my family unless I make it from scratch. And my health and their health is that important to me to get back into the kitchen and try to find the easiest alternatives that I can make homemade. But it's really getting back to those whole healthy foods. Yeah. So, okay, Michelle, before I forget, where can people reach you? So where can they find you? Instagram website, where do you want them to find you? Instagram, I have a brand new page. So I would love for you guys to come over and follow me there. It's at it's Michelle file. And then michellefile.com is my website. So it's just brand new as well. So check it out. Okay. And that, and that, and then just if you're listening and you didn't catch that, it's Michelle file. So M I C H E L L E P F I L E.com just to let you know that's 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 how you spell her last name in case you're looking for her and you don't yeah. find her or you find some fake account somewhere that has been happening to a few people I, I follow they've had this account has been hacked it's fake follow me here and I'm like oh my god no, <laughs> I'm like, no. what's happening um okay cool so yes so getting back to the ingredients on the boxes and stuff one of the things that I find really telling about that is that when you guys go into grocery you have a plan because my worst thing about going to the grocery store pre-COVID was walking in and smelling the deli chicken, you know, because you almost, it's, it's almost like a marketing ploy that they have. You just, they know people go to the grocery store, they're usually hungry, looking for a couple things. And then you smell the food and you're like, oh, I could really, you know, go for this right now. And the first thing you see is all the deli stuff, the, the laden up mac and cheese, the laden up potato salad, all the stuff that's processed and store-bought right in front. And I'm always just like, oh my gosh. So I always make sure I keep actually and it probably is like one of the ones that says gluten-free because I'm celiac, but gluten-free, but low sodium delicious crackers. And I sit there before I get in the grocery store and I have just maybe four crackers, but that's enough to help me get through the grocery store where I'm not like ravenous, you know, so where my brain is actually digesting something with the gut and I'm looking for what I need and I'm getting out of there. But yeah. the other thing I want to talk about too is... Um, Oh, just the ability to go in and make the informed decision that what you're putting into your body is, is not the same as what your grandma ate. Do you know what I mean? Like we have a totally different smorgasbord of chemicals and stuff and, and, and some good, some bad perhaps, you know, but we have different, we're, we're bombarded these days by, by different types of foods, even, even genetically modified foods, like for organic food, for fruits and vegetables, which may or may not be a good thing. We don't know the total repercussions of this yet. We haven't lived long enough to see the long-term effects, but, you know, certainly, you know, 
cooking and making your meals. I used to subscribe to a meal subscription service that was in town and would make food. And then when I went to Canyon Ranch to get totally checked out, they're like, yeah, you're they're like, everything's good. They're like, you know, um, we just noticed that you have a higher level of salt in your, in your system right now. And what I realized was because even though it was still fresh food, when I looked at the ingredient labels of the food that they're giving me, they were, they were higher in sodium than normal. So I had to stop. So I was like, all right, I'm just not going to stop. I was like, I'm just going to cook. So now I have on my schedule Monday nights cooking. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I just enjoy it, have fun with it, you know, make my own thing. I've even made like healthy, you know, like, you know, you know, substitute cheese and like on my own little queso and my own little tortilla chips just to have like, you know, taco stuff to have the fun taste of the salt, but then like put it aside and be like, okay, I've got that done. That's my fun meal. Let's enjoy the rest of the week with like, you know, some healthy chicken and fish and stuff and get going. So, yeah. I love that. I, <laughs> I used to, well, I still make fun of myself. Like I hate the kitchen. Like it's the actual worst room in the house <laughs> and yeah. I hate dishes. I hate getting my hands messy. Like, ugh. and I really, so in the period of time where my dad was sick, I had a hair salon and spa. I started this other business. I was closing the business. Like life was so overwhelming. I refused to say I didn't have time to cook. I was just internally so stressed out and so overwhelmed that cooking was the easiest thing to say off my list. I'm not, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. So I got into like, well, eggs again <laughs> or whatever, right? Chicken fingers. Like I, I will fully admit that I just got into what can be the easiest. Um, but it's, I was sabotaging myself. Like I was doing all those things thinking they were easier, but at the same time I was feeling crappier. Weight was harder to maintain. Like I'd lost the weight already, but it was becoming really hard to maintain. I was starting to notice like gaining places that I didn't like joint pain, like just stuff wasn't right. And now I know what it was. It was just because I was filling myself with all of these ingredients from these processed foods, like ultra processed foods. And now I just make it fun. Just like you said, Tara, it's like, this is worth it. It's worth it for my health. It's certainly worth it for my 11 year old's health. I want my 50 year old husband to be here for as long as possible. That is worth it to me. And now I just have fun with it. And now yeah. I feel like a, just a wizard in the kitchen. I'm just making all this <laughs> stuff and um, yeah. it's fun. Like if you make it fun, it's fun. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Yeah. That is, that is the whole point. And what I want to talk about too, is like a lot of people seem to think that um, intermittent fasting is a restrictive diet. Do you know what I mean? Like as in the way that it's, you know, you're not supposed to, all they know from intermittent fasting is when they hear the word fasting, like, oh, can't have, can't do, can't touch, can't eat, can't, you know, drink anything, have to be totally restrictive, have to be, you know, and then they, they open up the channel of guilt and shame again, you know, and you're just yeah. like, oh my gosh, we have food without the complex emotions coming towards us. But, you know, again, you're dealing with people's family history and their relationship with food. But um, what do you want to, what do you want us to know about intermittent fasting? Yeah. Well, it's not starvation. And most of you are fasting, like, unless you're literally going to sleep for a few hours and then getting up and then going down to the fridge and eating and then going back to bed, you're already fasting. <laughs> so 
Don't worry about it. Don't make it such a big deal. You're already fasting. And for me, I truly believe if we could all just get into the habit of resting. So I call it resting from food. I don't even call it fasting anymore because that word triggers everybody all over the place. So rest from food, rest from food for 12 hours. Like seriously, you would give, if you think about a car, if you were getting this brand new, beautiful car and you decided you were going to drive it every single hour, you were only going to give it a couple hour breaks here and there. How long would that car last? We rest our cars all night. Why wouldn't we want to let our bodies rest, at least the digestive part of our body. And what the beautiful thing that happens when you're resting from food and, and fasting is the other parts of your body get to do what they want to do instead of working so hard at constantly digesting food. So for me, intermittent fasting has, has changed over the last two and a half years. I will admit when I first started, I'm the type of person, like if I decide I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it the best. And my mindset was long equaled best. So the longer I didn't eat, I must be doing better. Well, as I continued to research and do my due diligence on fasting, I realized that is a horrible choice for a woman. And I think primarily you have women listening. It's a terrible choice for us. We cannot fast the same every single day because our hormones are on a monthly cycle and our hormones can't take that type of stress all the time. So fasting, just like exercise is stress, a good stress when done in the right amounts, a bad stress when overdone, just like exercising. I completely botched my body from over-exercising in 2013. So I know all about like stress on the adrenals and cortisol rising. So For fasting, it's the same thing. And for simple, simple equation, just don't fast the same every single day. Like do 12 hours for a few days a week. Maybe one day you push it to 15. And honestly, that is not that big of a deal. I know Tara, you love to be mindset and we've been, we've grown up on dinner and done dinner and done. Well, if you're dinner and done by six 30, 12 hours is six 30 in the morning. Who needs to eat before then I get up at five in the morning and I don't feel like eating at six 30. I certainly don't feel like eating at five. So you've already done 12 hours, which yeah. is amazing. Intermittent fasting is like 13 hours to 15. Could you push it till nine o'clock? Probably. Right. And then one of the, the things I love about intermittent fasting is something called autophagy, which is when you've gone long enough that your body really starts to go into some recycling of cells. It's almost like the re- it's recycle day <laughs> inside yeah. your body and it's ridding it of bad cells. And for me, when I think about bad cells, I think about, okay, cancer, get out of me, like whatever I can do to possibly get rid of some of that stuff. And that is one of the side effects, um, that they're saying getting into autophagy does. So getting into autophagy means fasting for 17 or more hours. Now, obviously that's just like a gauge. Everybody's body's different. You would really need to do blood glucose checks to really tell that you're 
into autophagy, but that's like a rule of thumb. If you went 17 hours without food, you would get into that autophagy. So for me, I try to do that just once a week, just once a week. And lots of times it's, if I'm done supper by six, it's not that big of a deal. And, and the more you, we've, we've grown up thinking that as soon as our tummy rumbles, we better feed it. Our body has lots of resources. I'm showing Tara some of mine right now. Like the body, like when the body doesn't have food to nosh away on, if it needs energy, it's going to go to our body fat. So we don't always have to be feeding it. Like we can let it gurgle. We can have that uncomfortable, like, Ooh, I feel a bit hungry. We'll go have some water and see what happens. You know, usually it's your mind is saying you're hungry because you're used to just constantly eating. Now, if you're getting a headache, you're feeling dizzy, that's a whole different story. But a lot of times it's really just our brain, which is bored or angry or frustrated or excited or whatever. And that's, what's telling us to go to the pantry, not actually hunger. So something I stress with my women that want to intermittent fast, they want to get started you're going to feel hunger pains the first couple of weeks. You're going to think they're hunger pains because your tummy's used to eating and your tummy's like, wait a second, what's going on here? Why, why is she not feeding me? What is happening here? I'm usually having a cookie right now. I'm usually, where's the croissant? And you just have to push past it. And I know for me within two weeks of when I first started fasting, I did have those things happen for the first two weeks. And then after that, you guys aren't going to believe this, but I often have to set an alarm to, to eat (laughs) because my body's accustomed to it. But the strongest thing or the biggest thing I can say to people is don't decide you're going to do 16, eight and go 16, eight every single day and push yourself for six. That's not necessary not necessary at all. 12 hour. I I do 12 hour fasts all the time. And then I throw in some longer fasts just because I love the health benefits of it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. We're just going to take a small break and then uh, we'll be right back to talk some more. You can find Michelle at michellefile.com m-i-c-h-e-l-l-e-p-f-i-l-e.com and on Instagram it's michellefile and um, we'll be right back. Thanks for listening. This is the EWN Podcast Network. Have you ever asked yourself this question? Why is it so hard to make a buck? (laughs) I know I have. Hi, I'm Sandra Yancey, founder and CEO of eWomen Network. What I have discovered after going from the brink of bankruptcy to running a multi-million dollar award-winning business is this. You can't build a million dollar dream hanging around minimum wage mindsets. My mission is 1 million women entrepreneurs generating $1 million in annual revenue. So here's what I've done. I've created the mother of all entrepreneur success programs that you can access online on your time. It's called Monetize Me Now. It's a seven module online course that is 100% my success formula covering mindset, mission, management, motivation, marketing, and measure. Come on, take my hand and I'll show you the way to learn to earn flowing revenue for your business. Visit monetizemenow.com for details. Glad you're back. This is the EWN Podcast Network. 
Okay, and we're back. Welcome back to Plus Fitness with Tara. I am Tara, and I'm here today with Michelle File. Can be found on Instagram. It's Michelle File. Uh, website michellefile.com m-i-c-h-e-l-l-e-p-f-i-l-e.com yes so great so we were just talking and having discussion about intermittent fasting and about how it's basically adaptable to your needs and not meant to be taken everything that i heard as a punishment for your body but actually just a different way of putting nutrition into your body so that you begin to see results for yourself and specifically michelle works with women um so michelle is there anything else you want to talk about about um what you've come across with some of your clients for intermittent yeah. fasting like we talked about how they had to get over the gurgling meaning that you know they need to eat you know that cookie in the pantry you know because they're used to you know, feeding themselves, but is there anything else you've come across with women that they deal with and stuff like that as they go along in, in the intermittent fasting program? Yeah, I, I think there's a couple things I'd like to mention. If you're sure. thinking, if you're thinking about trying intermittent fasting and you still have a cycle, so you're still in that time of life that you have a cycle, it's pretty important that you work with someone that understands that there are times of the month that you should not be fasting at all. So just from a brief, um, a brief perspective, the last 10 days of my cycle, I would never fast for longer than 12 hours. And the reason for that is your body's trying to build progesterone and your progesterone hormone is that one that's beautiful and helping you have, um, less anxiety and trying to manage stress and helping you sleep better. And we, and as we age, we're not building as much progesterone naturally. So we don't want to be putting excess stress on your body. So fasting is not something you want to do then over or over exercising. Isn't something you want to be doing then either. You want to be like nurturing in, in my program, I call it the nurture phase. We want to be nurturing our bodies as women. So if you're, you're still cycling regularly, you really want to be careful of that. That's where it's extremely dangerous to be saying I fast 16, eight, and I have for the last two years. Well, I, I would say go get your hormones checked and see what's going on. Cause I would bet that you're not feeling your best. Like maybe you're, you're slim and you're happy that you're fitting into your skinny jeans. But the truth is there's probably some massive imbalances going on and it's only going to get worse as you get older. So that's something I always, in my program, you get access to the fasting circle and it's actually just laid out your cycle when it's really a great time to do longer fasts and when it's really, really important to not fast at all. So that's something that's really important. And the other thing that I would say, if you're just digging into intermittent fasting beyond the timing that you want to be careful with that, you want a clean fast. And that means when you're resting from food, you are only having water, black coffee, or black tea. And the reason for that is our bodies, when they detect any type of taste, it flips a switch our insulin sort of gets flipped on. And when that gets flipped on, it asks us for more food. It sends a message up to our brain saying, she's on, the food is here, let's go. So it's not that you even have to have eaten anything. It's when that flip is switched with like uh, lemon in the water. 
any sort of taste, basically any sort of taste that isn't bitter will switch that on and fasting resting from food is going to be a nightmare. You are going to feel like you are clawing your eyeballs out. And that's the reason because you've actually flipped the switch and the message has been sent to your brain and your brain is like, dude, I thought you were feeding me. What is going on? You're hungry. You're hungry. You're hungry. When you learn how to fast clean, that's why I have to set a timer. Cause I'm like, I can go about my business and I could probably fast for 24 hours and not notice it. And I know for some people that's like, <gasps> what? But the truth is I could. And part of the reason I can is because I clean fast and my, my switch doesn't get turned on. And then yeah. I don't do 24 hours. I might do a 24 hour fast once every three months for a really good cellular cleanup. Like I, I am not, I don't do anything like that regularly. I'm a gentle faster, safe faster, and really for the health benefits. So yeah. I think intermittent fasting again, isn't going to work for everybody. Just like keto is not going to work. Paleo is not gonna, like, we are all bio individual. You all need to figure out what's going to work for you, but don't be scared of it. It's a beautiful way to live. It's really allowed me food freedom. It really aligns with my personality. I actually do well with a little bit of rigidity, like rigid rules. Like I do better. I'm an abstainer, not a modifier. I know that about myself. Uh, you know, I tried to be a modifier for so many years. Like maybe I should just intuitively eat. And well, that is a disaster for someone like me. Like I intuitively eat my way to the pantry every five minutes. So I know that about myself and I embrace it. And I found a lifestyle that really works for me. And, and fasting is part of that lifestyle. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, really, what I really like about hearing about that is, again, is that you're emphasizing the individual needs and talking about how there are strategies to help cope with the change in the eating pattern that'll happen with adopting something new and that you're there to support them along the way. Do you know what I mean? And that these are not like, you know, gimmicks, but these are actual solutions to helping retrain your brain and your gut to work together. You know, that's what I hear. I mean, we, they're learning more and more about the Vargas nerve that goes from the brain to the gut all the time. And, you know, it's, it's one of the things that as they learn, they look at the way nutrition comes into play with, you know, cells in our body and, you know, honestly, we, you know, whenever we do nutrition, we need to think of our organs like our liver, you know, as we go along and the cells that happen and how to even, you know, detox in a healthy way, what, what has built up from processed foods, you know what I mean? So yeah, love that. All right. So I know that, um, uh, Michelle, you're, you're, you just started a new program for, I think it's nutritional therapy. Is that I correct? Did. Yes. So why don't you tell us a little bit more about that? What are you, what are you doing with that? Well, I would love to this, this, I just, the message to everyone listening is you just friggin' never know. <laughs> you just <laughs> never know. You never know what you are going to, what's going to like come into your path and it's going to feel right. And that's happened to me in several different times in my life. But, um, you know, just a couple of years ago, I, I thought I was going to get away from nutrition. I was actually really, really embracing business and helping women grow their business. And I absolutely still love doing that. But with, but I started intermittent fasting and started feeling really good. And really started researching like hormones and nutrition and bio individuality. And I got obsessed with it. 
And to the point that now I just enrolled to become a certified nutritionist, which, oh my gosh, never, ever, ever in my wildest dreams. Like if I look back in my journal, that was never in it. Like I did not <laughs> ever imagine that I would even have the desire to go back to school. School was never my strong suit. Um, but you know, when, when you're passionate about something, you just have to follow those little nudges. So yes, I am in school for the next year and just loving it. We are just starting. I yeah. literally class right after we get done yeah. and I'm just like giddy excited. I'm like my 11 year old. I'm just so pumped uh-huh. to learn. I think what I'm really excited about is having more confidence around helping that bio individuality, like having more confidence of bringing a woman into my, my world and really, really knowing what supplements to recommend for her, what, what really digging into where she is struggling and being able to help her individually. So it's exciting. And, you know, it's just another one of those things that I never thought I would do, but here I am and yeah, embracing it, feeling forward. (laughs) (laughs) So what would it be like if someone is listening to this podcast and they want to reach and they get in touch with you either through Instagram, it's Michelle, it's Michelle file or Michelle file.com. What, what would it, what would it look like? Would they send you an email? Is there a contact form on your webpage that they can go to and just like fill out some information and go like, what do they do to get started? Yep. It, it, there is, there's a link in my bio on Instagram, as well as my, my website that you can just fill in your name. And, you know, I, I'll, I always ask, what are you struggling with right now? And I'll get in touch with you ASAP and it will be me. I, I mean, I do have assistance for my business, but they do not deal with the communications. It's always me. The easiest way to get a hold of me, honestly, though, is just send me a message on Instagram or Facebook. I will answer you within minutes, most likely, and we'll just get to know each other. I don't want anyone to think that, well, I hope by now, you know, that I want to get to know you. I want to know if I can help you or if I can lead you somewhere else. You know, it might be a doctor. I think you need to go talk to It might be something more than I can help you with. And I just really like getting to know everyone and seeing if what I offer is going to be the best solution for you. Cause at the end of the day, I just want us all, um, finding the best solution. That's really going to make us happy and healthy and, and feeling great. Yeah. Yeah. So again, Instagram, it, um, it's Michelle file and then michellefile.com and it's M I C H E L L E P F I L E.com. Um, awesome. Because I think what's really important is what I know from just following you and having taken a few of your previous business, you know, courses and stuff, you really do individualize and tailor made to make people feel seen and heard. And that's really important throughout everything we've gone through over the past couple of years. You know, it's just to know that while we're back into full throttle mode, you know, everyone's doing as much as they can to return to some sense of normalcy or create a new life out of what's happened to us as a community over the past two years, you know, and learn from it is that this is the time where it's time to take action, to feel good about yourself, to understand what the great, you know, you know, resignation was for people when they left their jobs and left work and they want better health and they want better wellness. If we are, as economists suggest, going into what could be a great depression, which is 
the for the workforce going through it they're still not happy with what's happening they've made changes but they're still finding they need more answers and so we're going through like a possibly great as a community world community mm -hmm. depression so the thing is it's like health and wellness needs to be there Jermaine needs to be offered needs to be available needs to be accessible for people needs to be inclusive so it accesses diversity as well so what I love is that having worked with you you do that you open the doors and then you concentrate on the person and give them your best possible help that you can give for that person even if it is someone who comes into your program and says okay fantastic I know what I need to do I'm just going to go ahead and do it and they do it but then somebody along who comes and needs a little more detail, a little more support, a little more check-ins, you know, is constantly struggling, you're still there for them too. So I suggest for anyone with the eWomen Network and anyone listening on Apple or Spotify that you understand that Michelle is there for you. Aww. It's that simple. Yeah. yeah, that's so nice. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that. And yeah, I, I just really, yeah, I just feel like we all deserve to have support and we all one thing I learned in my life is I need support. You know, I was yeah. kind of the woman that thought I could just do it by myself. I mean, yeah. I was doing the things by myself and lost the 80 pounds by myself, but it was not fun. Um, it was hard. It took a long time. And I know if I would have had support, um, community accountability, just that kind of stuff, it would have been faster and easier. And that's why I'm just so passionate about offering that to other people. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. We are going to wrap up. Is there anything else you'd like to add Michelle for the day? We've chatted about a lot. Is there anything else yeah, you want to talk about? No. I know you have other topics that you talk about besides intermittent fasting, you know, um, you discussed, you know, even life changes such as going through grief and understanding, you know, business change, you know, so if anybody from the Emo Network wanted to add you as a speaker, they could just, I know there's a new chapter now in Burlington and Ontario, so they could just, you know, reach out and, uh, Touch I would me. love it. Just yeah. reach out, send me a message. Oh, I just yeah. love it. I honestly love getting to know women. I just love it. So yeah. please reach out anytime. I, yeah, it would be amazing. And thank you, Tara. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, no problem at all. It's my pleasure. It's great to touch base and reconnect again. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, that's it, everyone. Thanks for listening. Uh, thanks, Michelle, for being a great guest. And uh, you can reach her at it's Michelle File and then michellefile.com, M-I-C-H-E-L-L-E-P-F-I-L-E.com. All right. Great. Thanks. Thanks so much. Thanks for listening. This is the EWN Podcast Network. This is the EWN Podcast Network.